The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Good morning, Andy. How's it going? Good. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. It's here for sure. Day after tomorrow. When's the store going to be busy? Well, it wasn't busy last night, so I don't know. Oh. Is the store going to be busy? When? Right now. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Today. Right. Starting today. Yeah, I won't go tomorrow. We went last night to get a couple things, and it was, it was quite nice. Uh, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. <laughs> we got ice cream, candy, and canned goods, because ah. the kids uh, had to bring canned goods to school today. I haven't heard of any shortages yet this year for any of the Thanksgiving dinner staples. Not that I've seen, and there's plenty of canned goods, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Plenty of canned goods. Mm -hmm. uh, turkeys were uh, supposed to be in short supply, but I have not uh, heard that that's the case. No, so. I think it's just like everything. You're going to pay more for the turkey, but the turkey's still there. A lot of places are doing turkey to go. In Jackson, you can get the whole turkey dinner. I did that for one. We have two Thanksgivings, one mm -hmm. with my wife's family, one with uh, your family. How's that go? Um, but anyways, we're, we're uh, pre-purchasing the entire Thanksgiving from Grand River, and then uh, we'll eat that, and then we'll pick through the homemade stuff <laughs> later. Well, you're supposed to pick through that one and then eat the real one. Well, we'll one. see. We'll see. The... Uh, Michigan Department of Transportation is opening up the two bridges downtown, the Jackson Street and Mechanic Street Bridge, and they have plans Whoa. to resume work in the spring. This is the uh, Jackson Street Bridge, which seems, it's, I think it's coming along a little further than this, the Mechanic Street Bridge. But they plan on having this done in the summer of 2023, but they want to keep it open for the winter. So it's supposed to open today, and it appears the roadblocks are still in place. So I don't know if they're really ready. Well, you know, we're getting it ready. I so think it's close. There's probably a few little things that needed to be picked up mm -hmm. before the barricades get moved. Well, there's a plywood box. What is that? We should just watch the sky cam all day. I think it's a generator. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. It doesn't look anywhere near close to opening. I've been running this red light because, as you can see, none of the traffic comes from the other direction, so I've been, I've been running that. Oh, the red light's working. Yeah. Because cars are stopped on glitch. So, yeah, anyways, that, uh, that should be open up, and that'll be nice for, uh, obviously, there's some, there's some Christmas shopping that uh, needs to get done over on that area of That's town. That's true. So. Yeah. Patchy freezing. Did you see any of those patchy freezing fog this morning. Did not. Becoming mostly sunny today and high of 40 right now. 25 degrees, no winds, so no wind chill. You know what I did see when I pulled in? I saw David Rice's car, saw Brandon's car, and I saw a car that was TP'd. Oh, no. A TP'd. Do people do that? I've never seen a car that was TP'd. Yeah, there's a car that's oh. TP'd out in front. 
Yeah, there's no one that works here's car. Oh, good. Yeah, no, there was no one that works here. So if you're driving downtown today, you may see a car with toilet paper all over it <laughs> on Michigan Ave. And if you don't believe me, people in the front, just look out the, out the front door. Last night, Grass Lake's own Braden Lape performed on NBC's The Voice as one of 13. I heard he also won the Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> They've changed the name of the town to Grass Lape. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I'd uh, vote for that. A lot of people, people voted. Uh, hopefully, a lot of people in Jackson uh, Grass Lake voting for Braden. I think he did really well last night. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I, as you know, I didn't. I was, I was tied up with yes. uh, my family from Hillsdale voting, County. Uh, voting ended at 7 o'clock this morning. So, how, how, do they cut one each week? So the kid looks like a movie star. There's 13. Brandon's, He's already, Brandon hasn't been here's watching. Here's my it. prediction. He's never going back to Grass Lake High School. I've been saying that for a year, <laughs> and now everyone's just starting to jump on that. Brandon, you can roll the tape. I said the kid's not going to a senior year at Grass Lake. There's just no chance. Well, he's only a sophomore, isn't and he? Then he's not going to his junior year either. I, I sure as hell wouldn't. And he's getting, he's getting tutored out there. He's fine. Mm, He'll be yeah. fine. Uh, yesterday, it was a tradition times two, the annual pardoning of the turkey at the White House in Washington, D.C. President Biden pardoned a uh, turkey. It's a 75-year-old <laughs> tradition, huge turkey. You know, they actually flew these turkeys up from North Carolina, and they checked them into a room at the Willard Hotel. What's that cost tonight? I don't know, but... How nice! I don't think you can use your be. Hilton points, uh, Brandon. Uh, we make a room for two turkeys. No problem. <laughs> we'll give you the, <laughs> the presidential, the presidential suite. suite. I'm sure. Uh, he, I'm sure. Uh, he interviewed the turkey. And that's not the turkey they kill and eat. That's the one they let fly away. Yeah, they pardoned them. The two of them, chocolate and chip. I think that's a lie. Meanwhile, in Lansing, <laughs> the governor pardoned a turkey. Now that turkey does not look nearly as nice as the president's turkey. Oh. Not as that healthy. looks like you know that looks like a uh, Dollar General turkey. The president's turkey were named after his favorite ice cream, which is also my favorite ice cream, chocolate chip. Really? Chocolate. How boring. And yeah, and uh, turkey that the governor pardoned, named after butter a pecan. Statewide contest. <laughs> a girl named Seneca in Grand Rapids submitted this name, Mitch E. Gander. Oh God. That's Mitch what I have to say about that. E. Gander, Mitchie wow. Gander. Other uh, names <laughs> submitted were Mac E. Naw, uh, Roger Featherer. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Steve Thizerman. <laughs> thigh, turkey yep, thigh. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, and Teddy Roosteveld. <laughs> so, those turkeys are not going to end up We should, uh, next year, we should uh, pardon a turkey here and see mm -hmm. how that goes. Uh, any repercussions from the uh, Christmas parade? Did you get the chairs put back together? Everything's fine. Okay. Yeah, everything is fine. We helped out at the Christmas parade Santa afterglow, mm -hmm. and you and I could not get chairs into my car. Took the legs off and everything. Yeah, it was and awful. Andy's wife came out and put them both in single-handedly in 30 seconds. Yeah, well, she also damaged the vehicle doing that. So, <laughs> No, it was a wonderful night, wonderful night. Uh, visiting Santa at Flagstar, and thanks to Stephanie Hawley at Flagstar Bank mm -hmm. for putting that on. It was awesome. I was looking at the police blotter uh, today, and uh, oh, sure. real quick, did you yeah. hear what I saw yesterday? What? 
there there were guns drawn out. Oh on, yeah, on Washington Ave. Yeah, I drove right long by. Long long rifles. Long guns. Yeah. Yeah. The police stopped a white box truck, and the driver would not get out. It would not get out, so there was a little bit of a situation around 11, 11.15 yesterday. Um, yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it's not on the police block. Yeah, it hasn't made it. I don't know what that was, but there was something. On uh, Sunday, Gary, uh, Sheriff Gary Schutte uh, reported that at uh, 3.30 in the afternoon, uh, Deputy Golightly was in the parking lot of the sheriff's office, and he recognized a possible stolen vehicle mm -hmm. parked next to the sheriff's department they uh, confirmed it was stolen. Detective Easter assisted and made contact with a passenger who was in the inside of the jail lobby. Detective Easter found the 59-year-old Jackson man to be in possession of 27 grams of methamphetamines. Uh, they arrested the guy. Uh, the moral <laughs> of the story, if you're going to visit someone at the jail, don't come in a stolen car and don't bring methamphetamines into the jail. That's probably not a good idea. No, it's not recommended. That's, that's, uh, that's probably, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, probably don't want to do that. Oh, hey, I have a Christmas gift idea real oh, quick before I forget. For you, a gift idea? Not for me. Oh. The folks at uh, Vacation and Prince, you know, the uh, tennis company? What's it called? Prince Tennis, the rackets oh, yeah, and Prince the golf the balls. They have, uh, they have partnered for a new candle, and it is commemorative ball boy scented candle. <laughs> what does it smell like? <laughs> well, I don't know. But you know who I think would like this is Mrs. Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> He's pool boy. He's <laughs> saying, yeah, whatever. So that's it's like 40 bucks, Brandon. Okay. You light that thing, people will think you just got back from a tennis match. <laughs> Huh. So if you have a tennis fan in your family, you can get them um, this waste of money. <laughs> I wonder what it smells like. Because well, the ball boys in tennis, they don't work that hard. Well, some of them do. Some do. They, they work in spurts. Yeah. It's so. a cool, cool gift idea. Mm -hmm. We could light that in our bathroom. Speaking of rackets, are you watching the uh, World Cup at all? The World Cup? The FIFA World yeah. Cup? Yeah. Well, I was going to, and then... <laughs> I heard about what happened yesterday and this morning, so now I'm checked out. Yeah, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, surprise, upset. And the United States could only get to a 1-1 one, one tie mm. with Wales. Wales, yeah. Wales. Wales, not known for the, their soccer. People are having a hard time deciding how to pronounce the country they're playing it in. Is it Qatar or? Qatar? Qatar. I don't know. I think it's Qatar. But, I think it's Qatar. But everyone says Qatar. I'm saying Qatar. So, I don't know. I've been watching the, that scandal on Netflix, the FIFA scandal. That's a great four-episode thing to watch FIFA, right before you Olympics, watch this. They're all rackets. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, Ten years ago, our Thanksgiving was the biggest Thanksgiving I've, we've ever been a part of in Manchester, One, two, three, Michigan. Games. I was counting the people in that photo because it popped up on my Facebook. Oh yeah. Facebook had, reminds uh, you of all the wonderful times you've had. Tables put together. There were 48 people. It was crazy. We had the ghost of Thanksgiving past, present, and future. And uh, I can't remember what the what the best part of that was. We had a um, we I had knew so it was the priest that threw up at the table. Yeah, that could have been that. that. I mean, as far as uh, conversation, uh, lasting conversation. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah, yeah, I would think that when mm -hmm. when we had that throw up incident at the table. That's, I think he was eating too fast. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I don't think that was the case. 
Heather Herndon reminds us every week why it's great to love living in Jackson. And this week, we've got an easy one. It's easy to love living here. Shop Small Saturday. Make an impact, make a big impact in Shop Small. Small Business Saturday is November 26th. And a lot of businesses uh, locally will be taking advantage of Shop Small Saturday. They will have discounts and other specialties. So please visit your local businesses this Saturday. Cool. Here's something cool. Uh, the Detroit School Board approved changing the name of the Benjamin Carson High School of Science and Medicine. Now, uh, Ben Carson, uh, appointee of the Trump administration to the Department of Something or Other, and the school board decided, mm, can we find someone better to name this high school after? And they did. Who'd they name it after? Dr. Ethelene Crockett. She was the first African-American woman in Michigan to become board certified in obstetrics and gynecology. Oh, wow. Dr. Ethelene Jones Crockett attended and graduated from Jackson High School. Wow, amazing. And what was then Jackson Junior College, really? now known as Jackson College. Wow, and I assume Detroit yeah. Crockett was named after her as well. You know, I don't think so. Really? <laughs> okay, well. But we can look into it. I mean, I would assume. It's Crockett Midtown High of Science and Medicine. Okay. And we honor Dr. Crockett here at Jackson College with uh, scholarships and uh, an annual award, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Very cool. Jackson's own. Uh, staying in Detroit, Lumen Christie will play at 10 a.m. on Saturday mm -hmm. at Ford Field. They'll play Traverse City St. Francis. These two played week two of the regular season. We'll air that game on Thanksgiving Day. Should be a, uh, should be a good game. Uh, if you're going, though, you'll want to check out the list of things you can and cannot bring basically, into Ford Field. You, can't, you basically can't even bring yourself to the game. Yeah, yourself. Yeah. And you might not have the right clothes. You might not. You might not have the right clothes. And if you're going, it is, even if you just want to see one game, you pay $20. Mm -hmm. But if you want to stay the whole day, $20. Miss, miss the uh, Michigan, Ohio State game, you know, not have lunch. But yeah, so, so my car load is $120 to get into the game. Are wow. you kidding me? $120. Bucks. Six people. That's right. Yeah. One game. Well, that's a bargain. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. Parking. <clears throat> is just five dollars. It's cheaper to go to a, a any other game. No, it's fine. It'll no. be fun. We're excited about it. Good pack luck to Lumen Christie. Pack the place, uh, and it's hard to pack the place. Well, yeah, it's a professional stadium, mm -hmm. but yeah, there should be a lot of people from both schools. That 10 a.m. game is weird, though. You know, you get up, leave super early. Neither teams played a game at 10 a.m. Ever. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. So, everyone's Thanksgiving routines are changed. You know, four games playing Friday. I doubt any of those, uh, those teams are having any turkey. So, Thanksgiving a little different this time of year for the state final teams. Yeah, I think Coach Brogan doesn't allow uh, turkey consumption. I don't know. I wouldn't allow it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not that sure. That could be one of our edges. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the, I think people... The coach, coaches of these teams realize uh, what's at stake, so I don't think they're, I don't think they're serving up turkey. So uh, check out the list of all the uh, things you need to know if you're going to uh, Ford Field. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furniture. Now in their third generation of being family-owned and operated, they pride themselves on offering high-quality, 
name brand furniture at affordable prices. There's that Michigan-Ohio State game at the Horseshoe Saturday, and the good news is I am seeing a lot of prognosticators favor Michigan this year, and it could be a two-year sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Michigan State got this weekend, Brandon? Because I'm more focused on that. I'm more focused on basketball. basketball. Michigan yeah. State football they fans. They moved on to basketball. Yeah, we we'll moved on to basketball. Listen, I've been there. I understand yeah. completely. Um, yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to move on to basketball the entire year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a reversal. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Oh, Michigan State's ranked. Of course they are. They're great. The uh, legislature, here's something they might do in lame duck. They might make the cocktails to go law permanent. They instituted this for the pandemic and it was due to expire in 2025, but uh, Michigan liquor uh, and beer retailers want the alcohol to go to be permanent. It's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. I, I, I don't have a comment. Night Steakhouse. They, they, I see. People yeah, there's all places. Cocktails. Yeah, for sure. Like if you're going to get takeout, you can get a bottle of wine, or if you want to get a couple cocktails to go, you can do that. You can do whatever you want. That's the that's the uh, that's the beauty of it. Who's on the show today? We've got a great show. We are going to meet the interim directors at Dalam right after this quick break. The morning show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Christmas is in full swing downtown and Experience Jackson is inviting downtown business owners to decorate their window for the season. And there's a contest. This year's theme is Winter Wonderland. November 25th is reveal day, so have your window done by November 25th. And voting will go until December 21st on social media. And if you want, you can even vote for uh, JTV because I'm pretty proud of our window. <laughs> I think it looks great. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. I had nothing to do with it. Thank you to Jane and Patty. Joining us now are the interim directors, plural, of Dalham, Linda Bryan and John Haynes. Good morning. Good morning. Good Bye. to see you both. Andy. Thank you. This is awkward. Uh, two interim directors. Well, <laughs> I've been the interim director since Labor Day weekend. And um, it's been a great experience. We have experienced summer, fall, beautiful fall, and then early winter, all in about 12-week period of time. <laughs> so, um, you know, fall at Dalham is just beautiful. We had our goblin walks. I, I want to thank Mackie as our major sponsor again for that yeah. event. Really well attended. Beautiful, beautiful fall nights for the event. Absolutely perfect. Um, so it's it's been great, but. It's getting cold out there, so it's time for this snowbird to fly south. <laughs> and so I will no longer be the interim after today. And tomorrow, um, John Haynes will become the interim executive director. So we're, we're only overlapping today. We should have a ceremonial passing of the we, uh, we oak should. branch. Yeah, something. <laughs> the oak branch. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Thank you. So, uh, interim director, uh, it's also just one of the titles you have at Dalham, and you as well, you're both on the board. 
Correct. So this is temporary, interim. Uh, are you searching for a permanent director then? We sure are, and uh, we've got that started. Right. Um, Tony Hollow and I are doing the search. I'm not on the board, by the way, oh, at okay. Dalham anymore. I, I was before, former board member, for board, former board president. But um, Tony Hollow and I are doing the search. We've started the process. Um, we did a survey with the board and staff and some community members to, to, to help us focus in on what it is that Dalham needs to go forward. And um, the job posting is ready. It, it'll be posted mid-December and it'll come down February 10th. And then we, if all goes as scheduled, we will have a new full-time um, executive director by April 1st. Awesome. So John, uh, you're from out of town and, and right. moved here. You guys are yeah. looking for an executive director. It could be from in town or out of town, but what will they find that uh, kind of drew you to your work at Dalham? Well, I think, yeah, it's not unusual for our interests or, or common. You know, we, we've always uh, looked for outdoor experiences and when we moved to Jackson, uh, we discovered Dalham and the, the tremendous resources they have there and the great people, which led us to do a lot of volunteering and then eventually serve on the board. But you know, Dalham is just a great place and a great uh, resource for the community. Um, educational opportunities out there, outdoor uh, opportunities, so just something for everybody. Um, we're even part of the Ecology Farm Gardens out there. We have a plot out there and you know, share that. And that's just a, a good little community itself. So there's a lot of different things at, at Dallin that offers a lot of things to you know, South Central Jackson. Yeah, a lot of uh, the kids of uh, JTV employees have uh, taken advantage of a lot of the uh, a lot of the things that Dalham has to offer. Uh, the, now, Dalham's open 365 days a year, correct? Yes. Sure. What's it like in the winter? What's, what is it like out there in the winter? You know, we, we have a nature-based preschool. And yesterday when they arrived, there was fresh snow on the ground. It was beautiful. Um, I'm not a winter fan, but... Either am I. Either am I. It was absolutely gorgeous. And so the, the preschool teacher sat with the kids and they talked about animal tracks and what they looked like and what the track was and what the animal would be. And then they went on their nature hike and they found turkey tracks down by the cornfield. They were really excited. They talked about the turkeys and then they, when they got back to the classroom, they read a book called Turkey Toes and it talked about all the things that, you know, a turkey has, you know, the, the gobbler and what colors they are and the feathers and, and it was just, it, it's really unique in that um, these preschool children are learning about nature every day yeah. um, in their environment and um, if you want a unique experience for your preschool child so that they're going to be outside a lot and they're going to be learning about nature, um, Dalham has a unique opportunity because of our incredible location and our incredible site. So we do have openings for January in our three-year-old class. If you're interested, um, go to our website, um, dalhamcenter.org, or visit us on Facebook, and you can learn more about the, the nature preschool. Very cool. These are uh, country turkeys as opposed to the city turkeys yes. staying at the Willard Hotel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they don't have they it. It. These turkeys <laughs> don't have ID. There's an owl prowl on January 19th. Have you ever Absolutely. seen an owl? 
in the in the wild. Yeah. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. So I'm interested in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This yeah. owl prowl. Tell me about it. Well, owl prowl. Um, we go out at night, and uh, the, the owl prowl is an adult another adult program. Sure. Carrie Benham is leading that. Our naturalist, and um, it's a lot of fun. They. Uh, they create owl calls and look for other owls to hmm. to respond. They're very territorial, so if you're yeah. looking for a um, a great horned owl or a barred owl, pretty common, uh, screech owls, and then also looking for owl pellets. Hmm. Um, and so those you can dissect and see what the the owl has been eating. They're mostly hmm. the undigested remains hmm. of owls, um, bones, fur, Crazy. feathers, stuff. <laughs> You well, know, they so killed the. They, they killed, killed the guy on the staircase. I don't know if you the saw staircase. that. Staircase. They killed the woman on the staircase. Right. Yeah, that show. One, one owl. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the movie. It's a heck of an owl. It, well, it was. The gentleman blamed it on the owl. I will say that. I don't know if the owl actually did commit the he crime. He still served time. Okay. Good. So it's a great, uh, a great opportunity to get out at, yeah. at night. Um, you know, find a place for the kids and get out yeah. and uh, enjoy. The owl, the prowl for the owls. I like that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Are you doing the poinsettia uh, sale this year? Yeah, those are on sale right oh, now. Oh wow! Yeah. Nice, right now. That's a very popular. I think a lot of people get the yeah, poinsettias. Yeah, those. If you go to the website, uh, you'll find information there as well. I love poinsettias. I can't have them in my house because I have one of those dogs that thinks that oh. eating, you know, leaves of different. Sorts are treats, and yeah. you know I can't. They do, do look delicious. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're beautiful plants. They're, I love them in the winter, but not with this dog. Yeah. Well, thanks for all your stewardship of Dalham uh, treasure, and continued good luck. And Thank you. Look Thank forward you. to a great winter at Dalham. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Sure. Thank you very Our much. Our pleasure. Two interim directors uh, outgoing. Linda Bryan, and incoming John Haynes. More of The Morning Show after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the morning show. Thanksgiving morning, you can run in the turkey trot. It's a uh, Thanksgiving tradition for a lot of families here in Jackson. Take your whole family. You can do the 5K elite run or 10K run, 5K fun run and walk, virtual run. I might do the virtual run. And the kids half mile fun run. To sign up, visit jacksonturkeytrot.com. To sign up as late as uh, the morning off. It's great. All online. I think packet pickup begins today. Yeah, packet pickup at Lean. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Next on our show from Barrax, we have CEO Tom Jurasek and the COO Andrew Gissel. Welcome to the show. Geisel, I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, Let me compliment the Carhartt Barrax wearables first before we get started. Very yeah, nice. Appreciate that. Very, very nice. The whole outfit is Barrax pants, Barrax shoes. Yeah, yeah, we won't go any further. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys are here. Uh, it's been it's been a little bit since we've talked to you, but you guys have a new product you're rolling out uh, in the manufacturing space. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's been what a nine nine month journey or so around. Yeah. Uh, so you know the, the 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 company really started to come together last November December yeah. and. 
uh, we, did, we do all custom work right. historically. So we walk into a company and it's a, a blank slate and, and what do you want to see? Um, it, it was more proactive than anything a company had, but we wanted to continue to push that limit. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we went to, um, we said let's, let's continue to develop more of a product that gets even more and more proactive to, to get things, um, attack action when it's available. So that's where we came up with the, the Barracks Shot Pulse. Yeah, what we found was that once we were grabbing the information that was there for manufacturer, we found that there was a lot of inconsistencies from production information. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the operators would be doing things manually and it would get fat fingered or mm -hmm. get missed. And that information is so crucial an ability for a manufacturer to be profitable. Yeah. Uh, really, it, it caused a lot of like inefficiencies, uh, extra labor costs and um, operational expenses. And so we said, you know what? Yeah. This is a huge opportunity to help these manufacturers. And so we set out, okay, what are we gonna do? How do we mm -hmm. bring this in? We took a look and see if we could partner with the vendor and bring them in uh, to support. But what we found was there really wasn't much out there. Yeah. Uh, specifically for the small and mid-sized manufacturers. And so we said we, we can tackle this ourselves. Create so, your own product. Yep, so we've been doing it for about the last nine months. Um, and, um, and we're at that point where we now have it in a few shops, kind of up yeah. and running, and we're ready to kind of take it to the masses a little bit more. How difficult is it right now for manufacturers? Obviously, you still have supply chain that's not caught up. You have the labor shortage, you have new employees working in those areas that you guys are talking about. For, for maybe an operator, management, supervisor, uh, kind of keeping them all, all together. Is that kind of the goal of this? It, it really is. We have <coughs> different views. We call them each a hub. So we okay. have an operator hub. It gives the operator information about what they're doing. There's a supervisor hub, and that's a shop-wide view for the supervisor to keep them active. And a lot of times there's TVs throughout the shop, and mm -hmm. you'll see some of the, the, the uh, screen scrolling here, the, mm -hmm. the next slide. And, and what it does, it's meant to alert the supervisor. What, what happens a lot of times, an operator will, will walk around trying to find someone for help. So what this is, green means it's running, purple means there's a call to a supervisor. So a supervisor would need to go to 2, 9, 16, 18, and 26. Yellow means it's behind uh, by 15%. Red means the machine's down. Mm. Now we're connected directly to the machine. So this is live and it's happening live time. It's not a bunch of operator input and depending on humans. So the name of the game is doing more with less. Yeah. So keeping what we have and getting a lot more. This is a, an example. It's, it's really quite ugly. We did it just, just to hear so we didn't mm. have any uh, confidential information that we're yeah. sharing. So it's just one through sure. 36. But that's the concept. Then there's also a manager view, management owner type view. And, and, and that's usually a little more customized, but what that does is it shows operator specific, machine specific, and we're looking to, to, to help give that live information direct from machines, you're, really reducing uh, human input. As I say, you're, you're, you have to be eliminating um, just these stand around meetings, these maybe big staff meetings that don't need to happen, mm -hmm. calls. Um, I, you know, I can only imagine how some of this stuff was tackled in the past, so uh, very efficient. Yeah, and what we, what we see is that just on average, a manufacturer today is really only running at about 40% capacity really? wow. of productivity. A long couple that with labor 
typically what we see is about, I'd say 20 to 40% of a, a manufacturing shop is new employees. So anybody under 90 days sure. or so. So it's the communication challenges, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's effectiveness challenges. And so what the Shop Pulse is gonna be able to do is just help communicate the most important things down to all levels. Um, and then also allow the communication back up. And you wanna work with companies in Jackson on Shop Pulse? That, that's really our, our, our goal. We were born and bred here and incubated from, from you know, pre-Barracks days to, mm -hmm. to Barracks. So our goal is, is, is to, to work with the, the small to, to mid-size manufacturers. Uh, they, have, they have much more agility with their IT departments. Um, they're, they're much more generally willing to, for continuous improvement and mm -hmm. change as opposed to protect your job with that you see in some of the, the yeah. bigger companies. So we're, we're excited about that and we haven't found a true competitor in this space really? for the small to mid-sized manufacturer. And we think a lot of that has to do with how we were bred, which was really from, from the ground up. A lot of these other companies took money, mm -hmm. um, some sort of investment, venture capital, sure. something which inflated their costs, which right. inflates their prices, right. which then of course puts them into Fortune 500 and right. a larger company territory. So their prices are two to three times ours is, is what we're seeing. And wow. so we're able to do that with how we kind of stepped into it from custom, yeah. then jumping and, into and the And a better product. custom product likely at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. With smaller and uh, mid-sized companies, is it, is it easier to get uh, buy-in from the people who say, well, we've always done it this way, it's working, uh, we don't want uh, all these computers. I think there's a certain kind of client we definitely look to work with, and it's those continuous improvement-minded companies and those, those owners. Th those folks that say we're always doing it that way and you walk in and everything's yeah. manual, they're never gonna change. So right. we're, we, we certainly will chat and, and, and come see them, but a lot of the times th those guys are, are, or gals are, are set in their ways. Yeah. So, um, a lot of the small companies, though, they don't have much of an option, right? It's like right. it's it's diversify and change whether you want to or not. With the supply chain issues, with the staffing shortages, it's it's not easy. So, a lot of companies are changing industries, right? Going from mm -hmm. automotive to other, or aerospace to other. So, you know, we're looking to to make those changes. It's 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 a lot of work. So they need to use every tool at yeah. their disposal. If, especially if you're changing industry, you want to be at capacity as quick as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, supply chains, uh, particularly with this pandemic, has that made your product then uh, more valuable and more relevant because of this, the supply chain issues? We think so. It, it, we, everything needs to be live. We need it now. So a lot of the times, small to mid-sized manufacturer, what happens is they have some sort of deal, AR, daily operating activity report that's filled out manually or somehow, and then it's typed in somewhere. And, but it can take a couple of days to get in the system. So a lot of times when you're looking at data, it's a couple of days old. And by the time that happens, you're really too late. Mm -hmm. you, you need to be more alive. If a machine's been down for four hours and that customer's clamoring for parts, you need to know. And you'd think you know, but when you get 120 machines, th there's a lot going yeah. on, right? And so uh, one of the, like the, the simple things, it's almost kind of comical, but there's radios, a lot of times you'll have a radio and they'll click it and they'll say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm down on you know, cell 13. Right. Well, the problem is two people say it at once, only one person goes through, that other person waits for 45 minutes for someone to right. come over. So just these small misses that we can help take care of and then you know, from like a soft win, it's, it, it really starts to create a culture of efficiency. Let's focus on hitting our numbers and, and doing what we can. And of course, when companies make more money to 
the, all the operators and employees happy. will. Yeah, Everyone's so that's, that's the goal. The leadership team from BearX with us on the morning show, Tom Jurasek, Andrew Geisel. Thank you guys so much uh, for being with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. More of the morning show after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. Our show today is brought to you by Nevermore Decor Store, located downtown in the County Tower Building. They have uh, great seasonal decor and it's all ready for Christmas right now. So cool stuff you can't find anywhere else. Nevermore Decor Store, downtown Jackson. Looks like they have a few trees you could go in and just point and say, I'll take that I whole think thing. I'm gonna be, gonna be <laughs> doing that pretty soon. Our uh, next guest from Howard Hand, real estate services, real estate professional, George Pearson. Hi, George. Good morning, Bart and Andy. Good to see you. Good to see you gentlemen this morning as well. Now, I, you, let's talk about I-94 first. You, okay. how, how long have you been selling real estate on I-94, George? Uh, about 16 years. Okay, all right. So you know, I feel like you know 94 from, I don't know, past Concord out to past Great Grass Lake, better than anywhere else. Correct, and, <laughs> it, it, and I actually love what's happening. Yeah. Know, it, yeah, I was going to ask you. There's a lot of crossovers in the Elm Road uh, that's being completed. This shot right here is looking east towards the new Elm Road exit entrance ramps. Not completed in this shot, but they are close to being completed now, as well as the traffic So you've got this, this uh, wooded land for sale here? Correct. Uh, both the north side and the south side of I-94. Uh, a couple hundred acres in several properties on the north side of Interstate 94 where the former Sparrowhawk Golf Course used to be and some property east of Dutman Road bordered on the north by O'Leary and the south on Seymour. It's a lot of great land. You, and yeah, wow. with the new entrance exit ramp that you see there, uh, people can now finally get on and off yeah. and uh, for larger potential employers or developers, there's a couple of hundred acres there, several properties for sale, as well as several yeah. other properties in the I-94 corridor. We have a uh, Elm Road video we're gonna take a look at. Let's take a Very peek. good, thank you. of very good development sites. Yeah, tons of development. Yeah, someone should snap that up. So, yeah, with with all of the upgrades in 94, all the interchanges, all the exits, all the bridges, 
Um, does that bring a new opportunity for potential investors? Huge. Yeah. You know, we've got a bunch of large uh, nationwide, international, and some state and local people looking. Yeah. Nobody's pulled the trigger yet. Yeah. So. Someone should pull the trigger. Well, I don't know what they're waiting on. They're waiting for the road to get done. Yeah, and that's it's just true. about there. Yeah. And so part of it was the definition. Um, you know, my family had some property there. Yeah. And was taken for this project in 1978. Oh, wow. So it's been a long time on the drawing board. So we had the old Sparrowhawk golf course, and now there's an existing golf course that is in your uh, portfolio. Correct. And uh, I'm working with some of the local people. Uh, the uh, Lakeland Hills let's, golf let's course. Let's take a look. We have a, yeah, we've a got clip. a video. Okay. Yeah. golf course. I, George and I play a little golf together. I would never play against you at Lakeland. You'd kill me there because you would never get in any trouble. I have a hard time getting into trouble anyway. <laughs> All right, let's go down to the next one. This is Parma Road. Okay. Parma Road. Now, it, folks have been dealing with, uh, or kind of not sure what's been going on, right? Uh, correct. This is the northeast corner. Okay. Uh, the subject property has a couple of different businesses on it. It, it is a truck repair facility okay. outlined in blue. And it also has some undeveloped property to the east. So there's a total of about 14 contiguous acres there. A lot of frontage on I-94. This is similar to some of the other Interstate 94 properties that I have listed for sale. Mm -hmm. uh, this is exit 130, North Palmer Road, again, the northeast corner. Uh, the next exit down to the west is exit 127 in North Concord Road. I have some properties there as well. But these are actually a great location for somebody that wants an easy on, easy off mm -hmm. 
And this is Concord here. And this is North Concord Road. And the lower right would be the K Wood Propane Building. Okay. The irregular outline in the center of the screen is a 70-acre commercial parcel. Uh, the Family Life Radio and the cutouts are there on the right-hand side. So that property is, again, easy on, easy off on the south side, the southeast corner of exit 127, which is North Concord Road. Uh, there's also property available on the north side of that at same exit, because uh, most of it is undeveloped currently. A lot of property available. What um, could you? I've seen uh, I've seen a few housing developments. Pop, I saw that one pop along uh, in between Chelsea and Ann Arbor. Yeah. Could, could something like that happen on one of your properties? It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, residential. Yeah. Um, we have a shortage of really good residential property yeah. that is fully developed, and a lot of developers uh, kind of had a hard time making it through mm -hmm. 07, 8, 9, yeah. uh, through that collapse. And so. Um, Ooh, I like this one. This one comes with some fish. Uh, <laughs> this one right here is Michigan Avenue. This is the north side of exit 127. You can see Interstate 94. Oh, wow and exit 127, so this is a 26-acre parcel uh, for development. The little cutout in the lower left is a township cemetery. The top of the screen, again, is the Kwood propane, and the 26 acres around that property is available as well. So where you see the line in the center of the screen, mm -hmm. uh, the right side of that is commercial, the left side is not yet zoned commercial, but there's a total of about 52 acres there that could be developed for mixed use and get any. A lot of it looks like farm farmland, all, all of these parcels. Well, some it, of it, it is. These just yeah. had the soybeans harvested. So if somebody wanted to develop a property like this. You're good to go. It's good to go. Yeah. Really yeah. easy. It's a lot. I didn't realize how much property we had, you had still going out there. That's amazing. Yes. Mr. I-94. Well, once that is completed, it's going to be a show place. It really will be, yeah. yeah. It is, and we have a lot of people, national, international, big companies are looking for places for easy on, easy off yeah. electric for the electric vehicles. I know we'd mentioned that mm -hmm. before. Um, How important is the I-94-127 interchange and then the growth and remodel toward attracting business? Is, is it any impact at all? It's huge. Yeah. It, it, is, it is huge, and the projects that are currently being completed have been something that a lot of the larger developers and bigger companies have been waiting for because mm -hmm. the stops and starts repeatedly over the last 40 years had made them reluctant to pull the trigger and do huge development projects at some of these properties. Yeah. But now, and we've also got a lot of community support mm -hmm. making sure that there's access to utilities, water, uh, fiber, all those things they're being developed to support a lot of these I-94 uh, parcels. A hundred percent, yes. Several of these parcels have a lot of that already in place, including natural gas uh, for electrification. Um, and for people that are going to be charging electric cars in the future with that mm. being a large part of the Interstate 94 yeah. traffic, being 200 miles from Chicago, 70 miles, give or take, from Detroit, it's a really good spot to stop where you could have enough land, you can have the time that is necessary mm -hmm. to charge because it's not like 
you know, yeah. uh, two minutes to fill up your gas tank. I know. That's going to be interesting to follow. Mm-hmm. Stop in Jackson, get charged. That's right. Yeah, yes. that's right. George, thanks so much for being here. And thank you very much for allowing me. I appreciate you guys' help. Always. George Pearson with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. More of The Morning Show right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the morning show. We were talking about owls earlier with the Dolan folks. Well, out west, an owl was rescued from a grill of a car. That's one of those horned owls that yeah. John was talking about. He was just the guy was just driving down the road, and apparently the owl got lodged, uh, unbeknownst to the driver, and he stopped somewhere and said, "Hey, there's an owl. <laughs> Can you get that owl out of my car?" The, uh, the DNR of that particular state uh, uh, rescued the owl and they sent him to an owl, re- an owl rehabilitation center and he's recuperating. You know, owls very popular in children, children's books and movies, but rarely do you get to see and pet them. They're predators. I mean, oh. they will pick up a, they p- p- pick like up a small animal. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, we're out of time. We're out of time. Join us tomorrow, Dr. Jacob Sinkoff, Steve Sauter, and Joe Shaughnessy from Mackey, and from U.S. Staffing, Jim Dolson. Later today, Wendy White, Lori Collins, Timmy, and Tommy Schneider from the Columbia play Clue, Julie Johnson, Jesse Yeager from Ella Sharp, and Laura Steenrod with a fundraiser happening at One North next week. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. See you this afternoon. Thank you.